Hello, my name is Shane, and I'm joined by my daughter, Marlo. Marlo, say hello. Hi. How's it going, girl? It's going all right. It's been a good day today. It's been a pretty good day for me, too. Uh, we've been doing this podcast. How many podcasts have we done? This a thousand? Is... A hundred? Let me guess. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to try to guess. Yeah, what's, the, what's your guess? I believe we have done 37 episodes at this point. Is How close am I? Um, minus 30. <laughs> minus 30. 37 minus 30 uh-huh. is, is seven. Yay! It's seven. <laughs> yep. It's our seventh episode, our, our seventh lucky one? number seven. Now, th- we've got a couple of conversations that we haven't aired yet. Yes. We've been holding them in our secret chamber. We, um, we have a huge safe. The vault. They've been in we the We have vault. a huge vault. We have a huge vault. and It's at our bank. It's at our bank. That's right. I went to the bank and I said, listen, I need to open. I need the keys to the vault right now. Super secretive vault. So they said, uh, right this way, Mr. Shane. <laughs> they call me Mr. Shane at the bank. Oh, gotcha. So gotcha. they said, right this way, Mr. Shane. And we go down this long corridor. Oh. The bank. The bank oh. has a corridor, which is strange because it's in a strip mall. But and it's so small. Uh, wow. There's a corridor. <laughs> It's deceiving. And there's a huge vault. And inside of it, network two, two episodes. <laughs> two conversations. Two segments. And there are these two. That's all that was in the vault. I think... <laughs> I think that we'll have put some more stuff in the vault later, but right now, just these two. So they're really important. They're about something that is new and old fashioned. It's my buddy <laughs> Blue Craning. Yeah. Uh, I had a great conversation with him about something new and old fashioned. He made me guess, so I'm not going to tell the audience what that is right now. We can all guess. He'll give some clues. Okay, cool. But spoiler alert, I guessed it in like maybe four clues. So it's pretty easy. I don't know if it's pretty easy. I'm just good at guessing. I'm a good guesser. Okay, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a great guesser. So you're extremely smart. This is a really hard... I didn't say I was smart. I said I was a good guesser. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then uh, I believe we have a conversation with Craig also about something new New and and old-fashioned. You can use them today or you can use them yesterday. yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, it's like in the 80s. I don't know. Sure, they're they're great today and... And yesterday. (laughs) So how about we take a break right now, and when we return, we'll roll that tape with blue. It's it's an old cassette tape. It is old-fashioned. I didn't say that was new. We have an old cassette tape with both of these segments on it, and they were in the vault, and we're going to play them when we return. To network interference. So stick around. Now I'm here on the show, and I have my friend Blue on the telephone. Blue, are you there? I am. Oh, great. Standing by. Well, good. It's good to have you here. Good to hear your voice. So, Blue, what are we talking about today on Network Interference? Today we're going to talk about a very new and old-fashioned thing. New and old-fashioned. I'm going to try to guess what this is. Something that's new. Let me think of something that's new. 
exploding skateboard? Not yeah, exploding. an explode. Yes, an exploding skateboard is new, and old fashioned is. I guess a pinball Bye. machine is kind of old-fashioned now. Um, so pinball machine and exploding skateboards. Okay. Those are two good guesses. Is either one of those guesses correct? No. They're both no. incorrect. And also, to your credit, you would have to ask about 25 questions to figure out what it is. Oh, oh, new and old-fashioned. Well, give me just one more hint, and then we'll go right into the show. Give me, give me one All more right. hint. New and old-fashioned. I got that. New and old-fashioned. So this is a thing that not many people have any contact with today. They'll sell them in stores today. Um, you can still buy them in stores, yet no one actually still, buys them. Yes, no one And they've existed since 1934. 1934, hold on. It's uh, uh, liquor. Liquor. Wasn't that? Uh, no. No, but It's a fine wine. Actually, it's a fine wine. From 1934. Okay, okay. They were utilitarian, and they were about the size of a domino. Oh, about the size of a domino. Are they shaped like a domino? Very similar. Uh -huh. Not exactly. Okay. But, but could could you domino size? them together? If you had a bunch of them, you know, do the little domino yeah. uh, tumbling trick. Yeah, you could. You could. You could <laughs> Would they break? Exactly. Would they break if they tumbled in? Absolutely not. They not. Would not they would not break. They're strong. Yeah, they're very strong. All right. Well, this must be a Zippo lighter. I don't know how you guessed that. <laughs> that is exactly what I was Is that thinking. really? Is that it? I was either going to yeah, say, I was going to say either a Zippo lighter or a Viewmaster, but a view I was going to say maybe a bar of gold, small bar of gold. <laughs> well, that's really new and old fashioned. The bar it of is. gold. <laughs> Maybe guess, a gold tooth. Isn't that new? Is that a new thing? Gold tooth? Well, no, that's probably, old. yeah, and probably the pirates were putting new. all kinds of stuff in their mouths. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that a cat's mouth is actually a lot nastier and germier than uh, a dog's mouth, but a pirate, you know, nasty. Got to be worse than a cat's mouth. You know what There's I'm talking about? No have you ever seen you ever seen one of those pirate movies and look at their mouths? Yes, but that was because they had no dentistry. I mean, and <laughs> wooden, also, wooden teeth? Did people have wooden teeth? They did have wooden teeth. Really? Believe, that yes. was like last resort, wooden teeth. They had teeth. wooden teeth and they, had, they also had teeth made of whale bone. Whale bone? Of, whale? Yes. A whale yes. bone? Yes. And really? And ivory. Actual ivory. These were implanted or held in a, held in a bridge position. Uh huh. Um, I thought we were here to talk about zippos. Zippos, but we can talk about teeth as well. But I tell I you, those know. wooden teeth—that's that's when you didn't have that's enough money for teeth. a whale. <laughs> That's when you couldn't find a beached well anywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, a person's got wooden teeth, that is. Hey, it's better than more. nothing. Better than nothing. <laughs> better than nothing. <laughs> Mejor que nada. <laughs> Tell me you don't have to replace those wooden teeth like every week. I know. Every you go out and <laughs> you, find a fresh seat. You, you have to whittle your own. You, yeah, that's right. You'd be whittling constantly. Oh, hey, what are you doing God. over there? Oh, I'm whittling for my teeth next week. Oh, my God. We're talking about zippos, whittling, and um, dentistry. I think these are all connected somehow. What's so special to you about zippos? You've been fascinated by them for many years now. 
Well, I am fascinated with um, small mechanics. Any device, including like a baseball cap or a pocket knife or a uh, whistle or something mechanically simple yet completely reliable and Part of that is that I'm a survivalist and a prepper and spent a lot of time in the woods. And the Zippo lighter was a total improvement over what you could buy at the store in terms of matches. You have an appreciation for items that you can carry that have multiple uses. Yes. Also items that are very classic. Zippos are certainly classics. They're they're a beautiful, beautiful instrument. They are about as simple. It is literally a container that holds lighter fluid and then a thing that holds a striker and then a lid that goes over it. It's just like it's like simpler than a lantern, like the old fashioned lantern that held kerosene. You had to lift it up and light it and was you know, like these things always were starting your your barn on fire. Whereas a zippo became a World War II and Vietnam War icon because it was used by soldiers because it was completely reliable. But it is kind of part of the mythology of Zippo. They're indestructible, whereas humans are very destructible. Zippos aren't quite so much. So I can see the um, power of that mythology that they hold. Yeah. It has a lot to do with history. and, And also, you know, if you're in the middle of the woods and it's raining... Oh, very windy. You want to start fire. There's lots of ways to do that, but the Zippo lighter was for two or three generations. It was the way to do that. How did your fascination with Zippos first begin? Apocalypse Now. Watching the movie Apocalypse Now. Watching the movie Apocalypse Now. Is there a certain scene that you can recall? Yeah, the main character reads these briefings on um, Colonel Kurtz as he's traveling up the river. And as he reads these briefings, there are these macro photography of both what he's reading and also uh, Zippo lighter lighting a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes a shot of whiskey or whatever. This is part of the whole ambiance of the Vietnam War, that a toxic gasoline primitive tool was used to light your Marlboro. Was, <laughs> right, right. was as macho as you could get. <laughs> Now, uh, about how old were you, Reckon? When I saw Apocalypse Now, I was 15 years old. Started smoking about six months later. And I I bought my first Zippo when I was 17. And you're like, hey, I can be like the guy from Apocalypse Now. For 20 bucks, I can be the guy from Apocalypse Now. Exactly. If anybody has studied Apocalypse Now, they know that it's a very powerful film filled with lots of imagery that is powerful. So just him lighting a cigarette off of a Zippo lighter was... And all the sound effects that went with it were so intoxicating. No, I was already a smoker then, but I switched from being a big lighter or a <laughs> smoker to being a You became, you went smoker. from being an amateur to a professional cigarette smoker. I'm holding my first Zippo right now. Luckily, I have it inscribed, so I know that I know the exact day that you gave it to me. It's uh, my birthday in 1990. 1990. Yeah, we're so young, man. That's quite a while ago, we're right? We went to the mall in White Plains. There was the That's big mall, right. and there was a movie theater in the mall. So sometimes I believe we would see a movie 
there at the theater inside the mall. Yep. But they also had a smoke shop, a tobacco shop, right? Yep. With a uh, case of Zippos, usually. So we were at the mall in White Plains, and I'd never had a Zippo before, and it was my birthday. And you're like, you got to have a Zippo. I'm like, ah, really? What's so special about a Zippo? And you're like, well, you just need to have one. So you bought the Zippo, and I still have it to this day. Now, I have added to my collection since then a bit, probably not (laughs) nearly to the extent of your collection, but uh, I've added some Zippos to it. But always the uh, the special one is the first one that I got in 1990 and it's uh, army green it's very simple it's really a beautiful Zippo oh that's just my own military nature and yeah that was a good one it's I, a great it's a great one OD green I didn't know how long that was gonna be around I don't know if you get one today it's kind of a tradition the thing about Zippos, giving Zippos or knives, you know, whatever you give to your friends, something that's lasting. And uh, we were young. We were young. We were indestructible. Just like, if you're going to smoke, get a Zippo, man. I love them. They're, they're really beautiful to look at. They make great gifts. Love the Zippos. Well, and, and you can always come up here to Western New York where we have the case knife and Zippo lighter museum. Really? They uh, have that there. That's yeah. so cool. They, they have that up near Hamburg, New York, and you can go inside and every single Zippo that Zippo makes can be purchased there. I would love to go to that museum. That sounds so cool. Now, what is one of your oldest Zippos? In my collection? Yeah. Uh, I have two Vinamor uh, Zippos. Carried by soldiers with their actual name on it. And, really? Uh, wow. And one of them is not Zippo brand, and the other one is Zippo brand, but there were so many knockoffs happening at the time. And you could go into Saigon, you could go into Japan, you could go right. to Hong Kong, all these places and get your Zippo made perfect, just like a tattoo. Then in Vietnam, it became almost a tradition for every single person that smoked to carry a lighter with their own military insignia essentially carrying a zippo lighter became a survival tool in many wars vietnam korea and world war ii interesting now blue you also taught me when we were in college a couple of zippo tricks the, the trick is making the zippo open right making it open up in a in a single motion okay so a hand trick would be that you would hold the zippo top to bottom your thumb on the bottom and your three fingers in the top and you would flip it and it would open and it would light and everyone goes oh that's so cool i know goes, that trick i like, can do that the one the girl's cigarette and then she falls in love with you and <laughs> that's everything's true. great that's right um there's um, another the one trick. where you're holding it a certain way and you hit your wrist with your other yeah. hand you you pound and your wrist you, that one is where you put the lighter in your left hand your fist mm-hmm. you hit the back of your fist and that pops the lighter top open and then you snap your fingers right on the flint and the striker sparks the flint and then you have a flame right that's so when you're really good at it up. i can only do the first part i can only make it pop open I probably I might I might need a refresher course I, on that I've one. Forgotten them all. It's not- <laughs> well, this has really been a lot of fun learning more about the Zippo lighters. They're they're great. 
I appreciate you talking to us or talking to me yeah. on the show. We'll have Marlo back. We'll have you back on the show and we'll have Marlo back in here and we will discuss right. some other fascinating topic. I know that we've got a half a dozen of them. Yes, we do. <laughs> Having topics for your show is not a problem. No, or guests. Well, thank you, Blue. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, sir. Yeah, awesome, awesome day and uh, look forward to future episodes. Thanks, Blue. All right, thank you. And we're back on the show, Network Interference. We had a lot of fun listening to the Blue. conversation with Blue. Yes, I had a lot of fun. I guessed it in um, two guesses. Oh, you guessed what it was going to be about in two guesses. Yep, I'm a prodigy. You knew it was going to be about <laughs> Zippo lighters. You're a good guesser. <laughs> good guesser. You're the daughter of a guesser. You got good and old guessing. Guess what we're about to talk about. You got guessing blood running through your veins. <laughs> Is there another segment that we're playing on the show today? Yes, it's with Craig. Craig Lechner. <laughs> and it's about something that's new and old-fashioned yes. too, right? And it's been in the vault. So glad I rescued it from the vault. I feel like they needed my help. They needed to be heard. <laughs> they needed to be heard on this lucky number seven episode. Lucky number seven episode. Here's our conversation with Craig about something new and old-fashioned. <laughs> All right, what do you have for us today, Marlo? Okay, so today we are going to be talking about arcade games. All right. Do you like arcade games? Love them. I never really played them growing up, but I know that y'all did. Yeah, I would never take you to the um, arcades, and there was a reason why. (laughs) Because they had a chain on the door with a lock on them. (laughs) Craig, did you frequent arcades when you were a youngster? There was like a little convenience store, and I remember, well, they got one machine. So before we took the bus to school, I remember it was like Space Invaders was, of course, like the first big one. Space Invaders. That's one of the OG original. That's yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. It was like no. these, these, these invaders are coming. They're kind of squiggly. You're kind of shooting them. I guess you're defending the planet. You have little barriers that you, you can were, hide I behind. I and... for the government. They don't say it, but I assume <laughs> you work for the government. Probably. You know, yeah, it's I just assume you're a government game. Worker. Yeah, I, you know, it was a whole new adventure world, but it was also another way to like weed out the cool kids for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what, which ones were the cool kids? The ones that well, were the playing, cool or the like, ones that totally, were not of course, playing? Like, of course, like the popular kids were also really good at the video games for some strange reason. There were some nerdy kids that were good at it, but like mostly it was like, the cool kid. I remember this kid called Dondi. His name was Dondi. He'd come in, right. lay down his quarters. Hey, it's Dondi. He's coming in. Back away. <laughs> Back away, everybody. Give him some room. Like his name was number one on the, oh, yeah. the yeah. scoreboard. Dondi. Okay. It's like, are those your quarters? Don't matter. Your quarters aren't worth as many quarters as Dondi's quarters. <laughs> Dondi's quarters are worth more than yours when it goes on the board, you know? Dondi got all the girls. He got all the attention. Even the teachers loved him. Little Dondi, they would wink at him. There they go, winking at Dondi again. No teachers winked at me. Wow. They winked at Dondi for sure. 
we had um, a skate center, and that's where I played my first video games, Space Invaders and Asteroids. Yeah, Asteroids was pretty good, but it, a lot of these games made me neurotic a little bit, you know, because, like, the aliens are coming down. It's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and even, like, Asteroids, it, like, it caused a lot of neurosis, almost getting killed by the thing. You're good at first, and then you know you're going to die. It's sort of like life, you know. Eventually, you know you're going to die. You're good at first, and then you're going to die. So that's uh... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like things are easy you think things are great and then when you get life gets harder and harder it's over you know so. right but at least you have three lives well the thing about those video games too is like the kids with money always had uh an advantage right because you had to dump a lot of quarters into those things i mean some of them were real you know yeah. it wasn't cheap and yeah. you died a lot of times real fast marlo what arcade games do you recall at all we used to go to chuck e cheese quite a bit yep i was a chuck e cheese baller so what kind of games did you play at Chuck E. Cheese? Um, at Chuck E. Cheese, I would play like the bowling game. What is it? Skee-ball. Skee-ball? Yeah. Skee-ball. Skee-ball's a fun that. game, yeah. And yeah, they had that one deal or no deal game. The deal or no deal game. Marlo and I played that game quite a bit. Now, now Chuck E. Cheese, is, is, is he a mouse? Because he looks like a rat. You know, oh, like I think he's I a rat. I think he's a rat. I don't know he the difference like between a mouse a and a rat. A rat is kind oh. of big and is usually diseased in a subway. A mouse is kind of in your cupboard. And you're like, oh, honey, a mouse. <laughs> Actually, oh, a rat. <laughs> oh, honey, a mouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. look, honey, a mouse in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, dear, get it out, please. Oh, oh, honey. Yeah, a rat is a is the a one that you'd like, see oh, with pizza. God. Like in New York City, they yes. like pizza in one hand and a fetus in the other, and they're like going down into the, right. the subway to get into and no hijinks. What do we think about Pac-Man? I went through a short Pac-Man fever. I like Pac-Man. It really gives me anxiety, though. Really? Yeah, getting chased after those ghosts. It, it's like, I can't handle it. It's almost too, it's just too stressful for me, honestly. Yeah, I know. They stress well, me out. Know, I feel bad. It's like, I kind of feel bad that these ghosts were probably some human being that died. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and like, yep, you figured they'd the go Lord. to heaven and be with the Lord. You know what I'm and saying? And now they're just but confused. They're just now they uh, eat little. Like, imagine if that's what happens to us when we die we just become a ghost in a maze and we're chased that would be horrible well what if you horrible... don't live right you might yeah okay? and if you eat pac-man then you get to go to heaven <laughs> you don't even know like some of them ghosts in pac-man might even be like elvis you have no idea you got blinky pinky stinky and dinky stinky really winky <laughs> and winky blinky well, the other thing Sinky, is, I think stinky. Miss, Miss Pac-Man brought back wearing a bow. You know, girls weren't wearing bows in their hair. Oh, and then okay. when Miss Pac-Man came out, girls were like, well, maybe I can wear a bow in my hair. Really? She was a fashion, yeah. she was a fashion, fashion icon. icon. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and you think about it, how many girls wear a big old bow in their hair these days? Not too many. Not too many. I used to. When I was in high school, or not high school, in middle school, I used to wear big bows all the time. Because they're cute. Yep. I guess. Bring them back <laughs> did you play donkey kong i played donkey kong a little bit i kind of liked it a little bit i sort of like the barrels i'm kind of like you know where are all these barrels coming from you know <laughs> like, what, what was in the barrels? the barrels yeah like what i never forgot what was in the barrels like was it just like he was on the docks or something and that's where they shipped in like grain and sorghum you know <laughs> in the barrels for, like, i think it was soybeans i could tell <laughs> soybeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely in the barrels full of soybeans just the way that he would 
throw them but the way that he would chuck them. <laughs> but um and it was great and you know the guy had to jump over the barrel and stuff and oh i remember one. what was the one where you had to swing over like crocodiles now was, that like... wasn't an arcade that was pitfall and i loved it and i spent a lot of time playing pitfall, like pitfall. On, yeah. on atari I remember Pitfall. That was a really great game. It's just swinging on a vine. Who wouldn't think swinging on a damn vine? With the little so crocodiles uh, under the swinging <laughs> over the crocodiles and, ju and jumping on the crocodiles. It was a good literally, game. Literally, you're just—it's all timing. You just pressing a button. Yeah. You know, that was really exciting for us. Yeah, those were fun. I like games like that. What other games so, do you remember? Arcade Astros, games. I remember the one with the ball. Centipede. Uh, we were talking about before Centipede. I and, have Centipede. Uh, I really enjoyed that one a lot because I actually got a workout on that one. I wasn't in shape at all i, think I really <laughs> got a little exercise doing that one the sure. ball took some effort it wasn't the only game that utilized a ball but centipede was probably my favorite centipede you would get really into it and you you would hurt like it would pinch your hand you twitched it the wrong way and it would your skin, your skin got between the ball the and ball. the hole yeah it's yeah. a little ball that you roll oh i've never played any game probably about I the size like of a um pool ball okay and you roll oh i like having the controller it's pretty okay. cool, but Greg's right. You can pinch your skin a little bit, Ow. but it's, um, I had a centipede game when I was, uh, probably about 22 years old in my apartment and I bought the centipede game from Chuck E. Cheese. Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Those fighting games. I didn't do the fighting games too I like much. the fighting games. Yeah, you're good at them. I suppose I like Street Fighter pretty good because, you, you know, you really knew you were going making progress, right? You had to, like, go down an alleyway. And what I like about that is this whole idea is, like, fights go down in the alley. And that, <laughs> that always, that taught me that lesson in life. Like, don't go in certain alleys because you go in certain alleyways. Yeah, and I get in a fight. <laughs> right? And, like, it's always a good, in every movie, right, if people go in the alley, there's going to be some bad guys there right like batman where was it some kind of alley yeah, where his parents always, got killed always an alley. so you gotta really be careful of alley <laughs> <laughs> especially the dark ones you never know what's gonna happen in alleys but you could find a bag of you know a bag of money in an alley some food. uneaten food a rat yeah, with well, a uh, rat with a piece of slice pizza. of pizza. <laughs> one of my favorite ones of all time. I don't remember this one. It was in the arcades back in the day. It was one of the original Star Wars game, and it was like you sat in it, kind of like right. you cool. know, and you got to like blow up the Death Star. That <laughs> was my jam. It was like 360 and. <laughs> I remember the music and everything. I liked all the ones that you sat in. I remember I used to play this one where you were kind of like in a Jeep and it was shaped like a Jeep and you and you had bugs. guns. Yeah, you had guns and, and you then shot you dinosaurs. were shooting like dinosaurs and bugs, like huge bugs. I liked the early like shoot 'em up games where you had a gun, you know, you like the, there was some kind of robber one. It was kind of like almost a cop simulator. Hmm. I remember a, a cool game called Spy Hunter. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was really good. Too. You drove the car and uh, you shot the bad guys in other cars. And then sometimes you could drive your car into a um, like an 18 wheeler, like a big rig, and then back it up. And you've somehow made some uh, advancements to your car or something, maybe some extra <laughs> guns. But it was a cool game, Spy Hunter, and it had good music. Remember the cartoon one? Uh, it was actually Dragon's a, Lair. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair, I like would just die. You know, I would just die. There's put some a, games I would just die. Put a quarter in, 17 seconds later, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Here 
here in the city, they got like this thing called Barcade and David Busters and stuff. Right. I hate to say this. If you're, if you're out there and your kid is named Billy, I apologize. <laughs> but I have the expression called Billy's. <laughs> You know, and there's always going to be Billy's running around. Billy, nah, maybe, yeah. you know. I'm not going in there with all them Billy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell my kids before we go in, I'm like, kids, go in and give me a Billy count. Give me a Billy count. If it's a good Billy count, we're going to go in. If it's a bad Billy count, we're going home. So they give me, go in, give me a Billy count. If it's a good one, then we're going to go play, you know. <laughs> Call that Billy count. Billy count. Billy count. <laughs> Wow, that was a lot of fun talking about things that are new and old-fashioned. It was. I had so much I had a, fun. I had, that was fun. Blue had a lot of great information about Zippos. He, he's really a fascinating person. And we talked with Craig about arcade games. I, I really had a good time playing arcade games when I was a youngster. And frankly, I still enjoy them. I had a lot of fun on the show today. Thanks a lot, Marlo, our seventh episode. So that means that our next episode is number nine. Mm. Right? <laughs> so our yep. ninth episode is next. <laughs> Excited about that. I, I don't even want to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. Um. <laughs> Lucky number nine. Um, our next eighth episode will be a, a great one. I bet you it I will be. I bet it will be. I don't know what it is yet. But we don't have any more we, episodes in the vault. So we really don't. We're, we're going to have to cook one up. <laughs> we're going to have to get it together. All right, Marlo. We will see you soon on episode 11. Yes. And hopefully some episodes oh. before that. <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. Probably the pirates for putting all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff in their mouths. But I tell I you, those know. wooden teeth, no. wooden teeth, 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 no. wooden teeth, that's when you couldn't find a beached well anywhere. <laughs>